Welcome to Bible Hacks. I'm your host, Shaz Jones. Hey, I wanted to start by thanking you for listening to me. I don't have a whole lot of listeners yet, and so I literally notice every new listen, every new person, and I really value that. I appreciate that. If I didn't have any, then I wouldn't be doing this, and I love doing this. So thank you for allowing me to do this. Today I'm going to talk about a Bible hack um, that's about the very nature of God himself and the identity or nature that he's chosen for himself, and that is of Father. So a father is not just an adult or a man or even a husband. A father is someone who has reproduced themselves and they've cloned themselves in a way that isn't a straight clone. It is a completely unique, separate um, identity and person. A father may produce a daughter, for example, and a daughter has things that the father doesn't have and the father has things that daughters don't have. Um, that's true physically, but also emotionally, mentally and spiritually. And it's, it's a kind of reproduction that isn't just about making the same, but it's about making the same, but with differences or uniqueness. And so it's that abundance mentality of there's never enough. Uh, Phil Pringle has a saying, God wanted one of you, he didn't have one of you, so he made one of you. And I wanted to start with the words of Jesus where he's talking about the parable of the sower or some people call it the parable of the farmer, um, parable of the seed, I've heard it called as well. And after Jesus told this and the disciples asked them what it was about, he said, to them, so this is uh, in Mark four verse thirteen. If you can't understand the the meaning of this parable, how will you understand all the other parables? So this key is like a kingdom kindergarten. If you don't get this, if your literacy level can't allow you to understand this, if you don't have the capacity to understand this, then you won't get everything else. That's a big bold statement and Jesus goes on to say that this is about the seed and about reproducing. So in verse 20 he says the seed that fell on the good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60 or even a hundred times as much as had been planted. And so this is about a return on investment that is not just like 1% or 10% or even 100%, which would be twofold. This is 100-fold. So this is like a 10,000% increase on investment. And that ROI is something that every business person should be interested in. And Jesus said, this is, this is like the kingdom kindergarten. This is the first thing. If you don't get this level, then you're not going to get all the others. And so 10,000% is a pretty good level to start on. Um, so I wanted to look at um, structure 
and in particular structures that allow reproduction. So in the very first chapter of the Bible in Genesis 1, at the beginning, God introduces us to um, what is the first problem or I had someone recently challenge me and say, oh, it doesn't say it's a problem. That's true. It could be an opportunity. But it is uh, highlighting the first lack. And I want you to think about that. I'll give you a hint what it is. See if you know what I'm talking about before I get there. So it was a, a global condition. It wasn't just one person's lack. It was a lack that um, applied to the whole earth. Um. And this lack was a lack of structure. It says that the earth was without form. It was formless or had no structure. And it was empty and dark. So that's in the second verse of the Bible. If you haven't read as far as the second verse, I encourage you to do so because it's gold. So God then went about changing the structure of the whole earth. The, if I asked you today, what are you doing this afternoon? You said to me, well, I'm, I'm just going to do a global restructure. <laughs> I'd be like, do you need a hand with that? Or <laughs> it sounds like a big job to me, but he went about and he, he changed darkness into light and he separated them, put boundaries in place and made them both more productive by being separate and that's a whole other story for another podcast but um, I just wanted to introduce that concept where it comes from right at the beginning that's something that's a high priority in God's mind because he tells us so early on and then the first kind of five chapters of the Bible about um, Adam and then from chapter 6 to chapter 10 it's about Noah And I wanted to look at Noah's Ark. Now, I know that you're probably familiar with the story. I'm under no deception that, oh, this is probably something no one's ever heard of before. No, I know. (laughs) I know that you are a Noah of the Noah story. (laughs) But I want you to try and see it with fresh eyes if you can. Uh, Entrepreneurs often see the same as everyone else, but they see it in a different light. They see it in a fresh way. And that allows them to see opportunity where other people don't. And so that's a real skill that you can stack on all your other skills. If you're an entrepreneur, you'll be into skill stacking. Um, And so this is one of them, looking at things with fresh eyes. So God gives instruction to Noah to build a boat, a large boat, we're told. So it's 138 metres long. I don't know anyone who has a boat 138 metres long. Uh, some people have a boat that's, you know, maybe 1.8 metres long, <laughs> but not 138 metres long. That's a long boat. It was also 23 metres wide. So even if it was parked side on, Uh, and you're only looking at the width, that's still longer than most boats. (laughs) Um, And it was 13.8 metres high. Now, that is really high. If it was only 1.8 metres high, I'm 1.67 metres high, so it would be well and truly high enough for me to stand up and walk around in it. But it wasn't just 1.8 metres. It was 13.8 metres high. And part of the structure that God instructed Noah to build was to make it um, with a roof 
for it to have an opening below the roof so it was continually ventilated by fresh air um, and the key thing I think most people would recognize is to have it tarred inside and out so have this covering um, of waterproofing with tar and it doesn't matter what kind of thing you're building whether you're building a church or a a small cosmetics company or a large fast food franchise business, whatever it is that you're building, you want to have it proof against whatever is your enemy or your competition. And so Noah was told he'd be facing a flood. So having it waterproof was key to the design of this structure. You want to be least and last affected by anything that comes against you. When Joseph um, came up with his budget that would give them a buffer against the global recession, famine that was coming, he ended up creating a structure that meant that, that Egypt was the least affected of anywhere in the world and they were the last affected of anywhere in the world. And that's the kind of design or structure that you want. And it was true of this arc that God instructed Noah to build. So everyone else in the world was literally wiped out by this. It was a time of great distraction. But another key design element was that as things got worse for everyone else, that same thing actually lifted up Noah's structure. So things got better for him. He rose up higher and higher as things were getting worse and worse for everyone else. So it's a very unique design. And inside this large boat of 138 metres long by 23 metres wide by 13.8 metres high, God told him to have different levels. So there were three different decks. There was the lower, the middle and the upper deck. And then within those different levels, there were stalls within each level so smaller kind of rooms um, that house different types of animals and different types of storage because he had to take food on and all the rest um, not just for himself and his family but also for the animals and so this large structure was it was actually a minimum viable product it was like the, the test case, the prototype for the very new industry that he was inventing, which was the maritime industry. There'd been no marine transport before this time. This was completely out of left field, totally new structure. And because it had to be something that could literally house everything in the world that they wanted to save... It was a global structure. It was necessarily going to be large, but it was still quite minimalistic in terms of how it functioned. And that's what I want to look at a little bit closer. And that was the minimum viable scaling. So God instructed that only two, a male and a female, of every species was to go into the ark. So uh, one male and one female was a structure that allowed them to naturally reproduce. 
So I want to ask you, what is the minimum needed to naturally reproduce your business? And as I said, that might be, you know, franchising a a global chain of fast food restaurants, or it might be just signing up some distributors for your makeup business, or it might be an online course, or whatever it is, what is the minimum viable structure that will allow you to naturally reproduce because that's what the animals did with Noah that was their function and that natural reproduction if we're thinking about churches and then uh, functioning in the evangelistic gift of saving souls I don't think we've actually looked at a structure that does that well enough before and I think there's going to be time coming when and now is when we're going to start creating new structures that will result in naturally occurring salvations that reproduce more salvations and more salvations and and I'm excited about that but I'm also excited about how that applies to your business so what naturally viable scaling can happen in your business. One of the things that I find fascinating is that for the animals, it was just one male and one female, and they were allowed to reproduce and repopulate the whole earth. Every time you see an animal on the earth, it's because of this structure that Noah set up thousands of years ago, millennium upon millennium ago, that is still naturally reproducing animals today. But what God did when he invited people into the ark was not say, okay, Noah and Mrs. Noah, I want you to come into the ark. He invited the whole family. So it was Noah and his wife and his three sons and their wives. So there was a generational element of that family unit that came into the ark. So when God works with people, he doesn't look at us as just individuals or just couples that can reproduce. It takes a family. It takes a family. And I think having that insight as well, if you have a family business, I know a lot of people that follow me are interested in having a kingdom lifestyle family business. And so I want to encourage you to keep each generation of the family interested in what you're doing. As I started off this podcast, I talked about how God himself, his identity is Father. Jesus always referred to him Father except for on the cross right at the end. When sin had come upon him, he said, my God, my God. But he never referred to him as God before. It was always Father. And the identity and relationship of God in our lives should be as Father, someone who reproduces us, who literally gave us life. And if you have a father still in your life or a grandfather or you are a father or a grandfather, I encourage you to take that role seriously. I think June 2019 is when I'm recording this and I think this um, month is also Father's Day in the UK. 
I think also in America, possibly other parts of the world. And so especially at Father's Day, take your role of father very seriously because it will set you apart. In 1 Corinthians 4, Paul talks about, um, I'm writing to you as my beloved children. So he's writing as a father and he says, even if you had 10,000 other people teach you about Christ, you have only one spiritual father. So fathering is like the greatest need that the church has in many places, in many nations. They just don't have enough spiritual fathers. And I think that's what's stopping the church from reproducing themselves um, in the way that they should be. So if you are a father in the faith, and I mean that to both men and women, not a gender thing, it's a reflection of God's character thing, step up into that and and be available to speak to others like Paul did as your beloved children and give them the example that they need. Uh, Step up into that and be, you know, tender and sensitive and thoughtful to them as you would with people who are your own children. So I hope that Bible Hacks blesses you today and gets you thinking about having conversations with the Holy Spirit about structures that will allow you to naturally reproduce, scale and grow and increase globally. That's my prayer for you today. God bless you. And please come and visit us on our Facebook page, which is Bible Hacks, B-I-B-L-E-H-A-X. I would love to hear from you. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Shaz Jones, and you can go to facebook.com slash Bible Hacks for more from the Bible Hacks podcast. Until next time, God bless.